This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'ma leave the door Hope he's not in the bathroom. <laughs> That's all I think about in this song. I'm going to leave the door open. Yeah, he's putting that signal out there for her. Come yeah. on back. That's where our relationship's at. I'm going to leave the door open. I'm going to head in here for 10 to 15 minutes. Come on through if you need to. Oh, God. I'm still not sure how I feel about this song, even though... I mean... It's in the top five right now in North America. I love People it. People obviously like it. Like, I mean, it's very well done, and it's really capturing the essence of that era of music. I just, it sounds like a meme to me, the entire song. Almost like a parody. Yeah. Like doing a character of a 70s song. Yeah, but both of these guys are influenced by this era, right? Yeah, totally. So it's not like they're making fun of it. It's like real for them. I, I never, I haven't listened to a lot of Anderson Pack, but I think um, you'd like them. Yeah, and Bruno Mars, their little project is called Silk Sonic. I shouldn't call it a little project though, because it's a big deal. They're doing pretty well with it right now. <sighs> it's almost like everyone started bringing '80s back. And now they're trying to, like, go a decade before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still appreciating the 80s vibe in all the songs. Me too. Mm. And the neon signs and the the high-waisted jeans. Never get tired of the 80s. Yeah, it's so good. Can't wait for the linen suits and the shoulder pads and now all that stuff to come (laughs) back to. Do you think grunge would make a comeback in some form? Well, it did. I mean, it was here. That's like if you went to Urban Outfitters, it was very grunge influenced. I think it was last year or the year before. music I'm talking about. Oh, musically? Yeah, not Ah. clothing. Like, do you think people... I know my daughter, uh, her and her friends, like her friend is really big into Nirvana. And so my daughter wanted to listen to a little bit bit of nirvana and so i ended up making this playlist of just grunge music you know some of my favorite songs from that era yeah and a lot of them are pearl jam songs i'm a much bigger fan of pearl jam than i am of nirvana Mm -hmm. so many songs is she digging the playlist Uh, i don't know if she's even really giving it a chance now i just know that because her friend has got like (laughs) rock from the 90s and early 2000s on her radar, it means that she's going to give it a chance now because it, right. it's not a suggestion from me. Right, right, right. You know, I Ma- would assume at some point it will make a comeback because everything is kind of cyclical in nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not, not all music, though. I mean, jazz and standards and stuff, other than like a little Michael Buble once in a while, I mean, that stuff never really came back. It eventually it never just really went away, evo- though. Like, yeah, well, it did it from a, the ch- a charting standpoint and from what people were buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, like when you, when you look at the 80s, for example, um, 
music progressively went more digital and more electronic, and, and then it kind of peaked in the 80s, and then the 90s were like a revolt against that. Yes. So I would imagine at some point, people are still using guitars and real instruments. I, I would find, I would feel at some point, like music is very electronic right now, that at some point some band is going to go, you know, fuck this, let's do something different, and just go back to real instruments. And if they do it well enough, it might spark a new trend. Yeah, yeah, Post Malone could be somebody who could easily fit into uh, that world and easily make that, you know, pivot. Oh my God, 100%. He might do that. He might 100%. Well, didn't he just come out with like a country, he performed like some country songs or something? He was something? part of a fundraiser for Texas and he did like a couple of country songs, him and a couple of guys with guitars. And so he didn't do any Post Malone hits? No, no. he was I'd, covering I'd be country songs. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, man. You got Post Malone for this fundraiser and <laughs> yeah. he's singing country songs? I'd be like, please, do some of my jams that yeah. I love. That's just cool when you see him do, you know, formats that aren't necessarily, you know, closely associated with his well, music. It's funny because he said he feels closer associated with country music than he does with hip hop, which is strange. Yeah, well. but uh, he, if you listen to his first album, there is like kind of like country twang sometimes in his voice. He's definitely influenced by it. Mm-hmm. What's that one song? It's got a very country. Uh, Go Flex? Is it Go Flex? I think it's Go Flex. Uh, yeah, it's Gold Flex. Gold Go Go Flex. Go Flex. <laughs> In the chorus, yes. there's like a like a stomping well, kind of thing. Yeah, it'll kick in right here. This is probably one of my favorite Posty songs. Jihad. Yeah, I was just gonna say it sounds like that jihad vibe. This works. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard this song. Really? Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, Jihad, did you see uh, Lil Nas X was making news over his Satan shoes that he was uh, affiliated with? Satan shoes? No. Yeah, so uh, he was promoting these Satan shoes, and uh, the shoes were actually Nike Air Maxes from 1997. And they were customized with a pentagram and supposedly a drop of blood mixed into the ink. Now, there was a lot of people that were kind of uh, deeply offended by this offering from Lil Nas X. (laughs) So much so, like, Nike came out and they said, look, we have nothing to do with these shoes. This is not a shoe that they made specifically. Like, these were, I guess, shoes that were... Um, either purchased and then separately and then they were customized after the fact. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know how Nike could have nothing to do with it, but <laughs> they're not happy about it. Um, they're suing, actually, the company that customized them, a company oh. called uh, Mischief, M-S-C-H-F. And the fact that there's like a drop of blood mixed in with the ink. Uh, Lil Nas X, by the way, is not named in the lawsuit, but his... Uh, shoes, and there were 666 pairs made available. Oh, come on. I don't know why he's like jumping in the Satan world, but (laughs) they sold out within a minute. Okay. Because people, you know, when there's a limited edition shoe, you gotta buy them. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, I wish there was just cool shoes that when they're available, they'll make as many as they need to make so Mm -hmm. everyone can have one. Because I honestly, I want to get a pair of Jordans and every time I go shopping for them, Mm -hmm. if I go on to like, you know, just a Jordan page, I'll find something that aren't like super crazy. They're just like cool, 
Yeah. Sneakers. Sure. They're never, they never have stock. Oh. Or if they do, it's like the most random size. Because everyone's collecting these shoes. It's like a realtor saying sold above asking. You know, when they say sold out, of course they're sold out because you only made 500 pairs. Yeah. What Jordans you want, man? I'll help you find a pair of Jordans. I just, oh. I don't want to spend a fortune. I just want to get like some cool uh, shoes like to wear. high tops, low tops? I, I think high tops. Nice. Like, or, you know, like kind of that in between, <laughs> not too high, not so like low. like the, the mid top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That isn't too shiny. I don't want it to look like patent leather. Okay. Like I'm going to. You want it more sportive? Uh, yeah. White, white, sporty white, mostly white. But if it has a bit of like gray or shades of like black on there, you're down. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of the ones I found a pair I really like. The only problem is, is that they were too shiny, like the uh, tips, mm. uh, the toe, and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I forget what they were called. How I, much did shoes like that go for? I don't even know. Well, if you uh, find them in stock, they're like two hundred and change to buy them. But you, the problem is, is they never have anything <laughs> that I find that I like. Yeah, right. I, I I did some digging a couple years ago trying to find a pair of high top Jordans. Like, and I got this like gray suede pair with like orange on the inside and black toe. Like, it's it's a really retro looking thing, and it took forever to find them. And they were about two seventy. So yeah, they can be pretty pricey. Like, I don't want to get uh, mugged for my shoes or anything. <laughs> I just want them to be, you know, ones that aren't even necessarily collectible. Just cool sneakers, and they have some cool sneakers. I don't. I, I'm not really like the big retro guy, but uh, well, they they have some. Uh, the ones that I like, uh, Retro Eleven. Here's some. Uh, like they're just kind of they're black and white, but I feel like the toe is too shiny. Anyway, it doesn't matter. If you look That's cool, though, because those can be like, you know, you, you don't want to be super retro, you said, but that can be like your pop piece and everything else can be understated in your outfit. I think that would go really well. Yeah. You just wear your simple tee. I don't know if you can see these. Yeah. It's something like that. That looks just... Totally. You know, cool, but... A way to dress up jeans a little yeah, bit, or dress yeah. down, I guess, jeans. Yeah, but it's just a stupid blunt stones. Everyone's wearing blunt stones oh, all the time. Do yeah. you think blunt stones is only making a limited edition? I wish they would put a cap on it, because <laughs> it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? What the hell? Blunt stones are just like the perfect uh, boot for skinny pants, though. They really are. They look cool. I still They're haven't got them. There was a moment there where I was like, do I ask for Bluntstones for Christmas? And I'm like, no. You're not cool enough for them. <laughs> or you're too cool for them. Did you ever get Bluntstones, Bundus? I don't have like the specific Bluntstones. I have boots that like slip on boots that look similar to them, uh-huh. but not blunt, the brand or Bluntstone exactly. Gotcha. Uh, but those slip on boots are the best. Like they they work so well with almost any outfit. I have multiple colors: black, brown, yeah. like beige. Wear them like with a the, you can wear them yeah. with blazers and like yeah. uh, you know like cool traveler pants or whatever you want to call those in between. Yeah. Not quite khakis, but. Uh, yeah, they work in so many different ways, especially if they're in decent enough shape. Totally. As they get beaten up, you know, you're l- more limited. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think I've owned a pair of boots that I appreciated more than the plant stones I've had for the last like almost five years. Well, now docks are back in, right? You got to get the eight hole docks, baby. Oh, That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, but then you got to start doing up laces and stuff. <laughs> I, I got to get the docks that are the cheater ones that have the zipper on the side and uh, the laces yeah, yeah. on the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking about treating yourself to like new fashion when this whole thing is over, like lockdown is over? Are you going to do a little shopping spree, which is something experts recommend to kind of cut back on social anxiety? Is nah. that We should kind of jazz up our wardrobe a little bit. 
Uh, I think, uh, I, th- I think I just kind of buy clothes as I need them. Yeah. Yeah. I you never a- go do like a wardrobe purchase? I just did a renovation of all my jackets. Yeah. So I I tend to keep winter jackets for a solid decade or so, depending. <laughs> sure. And I just bought like new down, uh, like different. I have a thick one for winter. Mm-hmm. I have an in between for spring, fall, and I have a new vest. There you go. So, but that's, I mean, I bought some Patagonia stuff. It lasts forever, but it's God, man, it's an investment out of the gate. Yeah. Well, you want to keep that for a decade for sure. I mean, that stuff, that Patagonia stuff is back in style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your daughters are going to be stealing it from you. My daughter has like a Patagonia fleece top that the same make that I had, the same style and everything, just different color scheme. Yeah. From back in the day. From back in the day when I was in high school, I had one and now she's in high school and has one. Yeah. It all comes around. That's why I tend not to get rid of stuff. I have this uh, North Face fleece jacket that I bought uh, when I graduated high school. Yeah. And I still have it. It's getting, now it's getting pretty run down and I use it for like working in the backyard or whatever. But mm-hmm. I have a pair of rave pants that I, I bought on layaway and I can't get rid of them because they symbolize so much to me. They're like the luscious brand. Did you guys remember the luscious brand of jeans? Yeah. They were like 180 bucks, which was insane for me to buy in university but i 20 bucks a week i'd go by the store throw another 20 bucks down on those jeans and bought them and I, you know what they don't even fit me anymore they're like too big and ridiculous but i'm gonna hold on to them i'm nostalgic about clothing actually that's kind of weird because i'm not nostalgic about too much but rave I, pants eh? those things are <laughs> wild yeah like super like baggy legs they're almost like a skirt at the bottom yeah <laughs> ridiculous Ridiculous pants. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. The thing I would need with sneakers, though, is I need them to be impenetrable to staining and stuff. Like the last time mm-hmm. I had a nice pair of white sneakers, mm-hmm. I mowed the lawn in them and the lawn was like a little damp and then they just got like covered in green. They yeah, were no, like no, green no, no, and no. you can try and clean them. They never come back. Yeah, yeah. My cousin will always buy two pairs of the same sneaker, especially if he's going white yeah. for said occasions. You can't just wear them casually. If yeah. they're going to be your nice, crisp, white sneakers. They became my lawn mowing <laughs> shoes. And now I don't have a lawn, so I don't even like have a need for them. Oh my God. Do you miss not having a lawn? Do I miss not having it? Yeah. Do I miss having a lawn? Yeah. Uh, I don't miss having a lawn at all. It's too stressful. I get too wrapped stressful. up. I get too wrapped up in it looking good. Because I, I, uh, my very first house that I bought with my wife, mm-hmm. the grass was in pretty good shape and I brought it to the next level. Oh yeah. Like, to the point where I didn't want my kids walking on the on the backyard because I could see their footprints in the grass and it would mat it down. Are and you I, kidding I me? I would double, I had it cut perfectly. I'd be watering in uh, nematodes, which are like these little tiny, uh, I almost want to say like insects that eat larvae and grubs so that the animals don't dig up your lawn to get the grubs. Are you kidding me? Oh, I just got I became my, insane. I, go, I just got a lawn because uh, at our cabin, there's a little bit of grass Get there. rid of it. Get rid of it. It's only a headache. <laughs> 
And then you start looking at like, oh, what kind of chemicals can I put on my lawn? And now there's no chemicals available. It's all illegal. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to make a trip to, uh, I'm going into the U.S. I'm going, I'm driving to Michigan what? so I can get me some illegal Ill- lawn chemicals? chemicals that are allowed in the States, but not in Canada. <laughs> it becomes this whole thing. And then it's like, oh, I got to get a sprinkler system because I just can't possibly water my lawn the way it needs to be watered in order to have the oh. perfect grass. I, I had the best lawn. It was a thing of beauty. And then animals ripped it up one spring because it was still not drained properly. It was super wet and yeah. it never recovered. And then my trees in the backyard kept growing and they would suck more water out. And it became, oh. I, I have a house now. I mean, my whole property is 20 feet wide. The house is even narrower. It's yeah. like, you know, a downtown house. Like a concrete house. Well, I mean, I have <laughs> I have some garden and stuff, but there's no grass. Yeah. And it's so liberating. I don't have to worry about anything you know just a little so it's that different than having like a garden eh well if you have a gra- if you have a grass lawn and you take pride in it what was your house like growing up bundes was your dad insane about the lawn uh yeah he uh kept it nice and tight very green he was always out there um i remember every weekend you know lawn mowing whippersnipping um and he didn't like it when we were screwing around playing ball or something on the on Yeah, you can ruin the grass. And it would drive him crazy um, when neighbors in the on the street like didn't take care of their lawn. It was oh. like an eyesore, you know? Like mm-hmm. No, I like that because then it just showcases how much better my lawn is. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, let your lawn go to shit. As long as it's not right attached to mine and there aren't weeds that are creeping over. Do you, do you put the holes in your lawn, the little... Aerating, lot? sure. You yeah. got to do that, eh? Yeah, you roll it and aerate it. Every year I would aerate it. Absolutely. So you had all the tools. Fertilize it. I would, uh, I would weed it regularly because if you let it go, you lose control. Yeah. And you don't have the same chemicals that you could, ha- you know, that they once did. There uh-huh. was probably, I mean, they're probably all terrible for you. So it's another reason why I'm <laughs> glad I don't have it. I don't have like all these, <laughs> you know, it's, it honestly, it's just a stress. Is it? Well, I mean, yeah, it was for me. That's it really. Was, it's so liberating not having any grass. There's yeah. nothing, you know, that can go wrong, really. When we were looking for a cabin, that was one of the things I'm like, I don't want a lot of grass to cut because I hear that's a pain in the ass. So we do have some grass, but uh, it's probably about the same size as what's in our auditorium that we broadcast from every day. Yeah. I'll tell you though, if your lawn's in great shape, it's never a pain in the ass to cut the grass. It's a treat. Oh, it's is a it? joy. Did you do it with your shirt off ever? No, but <laughs> I would I would do it like I would cut it different ways. Sometimes I would I would cross over on different angles so you'd get that effect that you might oh. see on a golf course. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I gotta bring you by to survey the grass and see what I gotta do here. And then you do the edging and if if the grass is really full and lush and you get that edging along a sidewalk or along the garden Garden, it just looks killer, but you know, it's a it's a, if it's, it's a not commitment. if it starts going bad, like the skunks are digging it up, it makes you depressed. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. It's like having perfect hair, I guess. <laughs> eh, oh yeah, it's great when it's working for you. <laughs> when it's yeah, not, it's put a, the hat on. It's a pain. Uh, yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. Matt bought like a, a the kind of magazine that only like a grandmother would buy. It was like garden garden days the garden's gate i think it was called yeah 
And he's like trying to get into it. I'm like, I don't think that's the book you pick. And then you start talking about different seeds with your neighbors who have nice lawns. Oh, what are you putting down there? Because you, you, what you do sometimes is you throw some soil and reseed areas. Yeah, like areas that are getting a bit bare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And start over and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a Scots turf builder. <laughs> You know, level five, quick grow. I don't know. Like, I forget all the stuff I would buy. eh? Yeah. I don't have a single gardening tool. I don't have a spade. I don't have a lawnmower. I I don't have anything. Well, enjoy that trip to Home Depot. It's going to be a costly one. (laughs) Or buy it secondhand, I guess, from somebody who just downsized. I'm waiting for somebody to, like, sell off their load on Kijiji, their garage collection of stuff yeah I'm, I, I'm looking forward to all that you know soon, yeah when i finally get a property where i have a lawn i'm looking forward to building out my tool collection you know you're gonna be lawn yeah. guy i was lawn guy you know <laughs> i tell you the key to being lawn guy is to have a sprinkler system you have to do it if you really want to have like a golf course lawn mm-hmm. the only way you can make that happen is to have uh like an in-ground sprinkler system that right, right. waters regularly off hours like you know 4 a.m it kicks in That's for half an time. hour yeah because yeah. otherwise if you're moving a sprinkler around it'll make you crazy and it'll never do a good enough job and it's costly though to run a, s- a system and then you have to worry about like if there's a a, a drought, you know, they start putting implementing those, uh, oh, no watering totally. uh, times and, you know, your watering days are odd days and then it's like you can't water at all. Right. And then your grass suffers. Yeah. Heaven forbid. Yeah, yeah. I don't care that much. I don't, I don't need a golf course level grass. I just want something more naturally occurring, to you be honest. You say that though, more yeah. but when you have it and it's in <laughs> oh. front of you and you see how good it looks and then it, and you lose it after. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you're, I think you're going to change your tune. I want to lie down in that grass and not smell like chemicals. Yeah, I mean, you don't have, like I said, if you have a watering system and a whole, like, you implement, you know, you're, you're weeding regularly and you're reseeding regularly, you're, you don't need to have all those chemicals. Yeah. But you got to have the watering down. Yeah. And you got to put in the care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it would drive me crazy if if my wife, when she bought, like, our first um, wet banana, what do you call those things? Oh, like yeah. a slip and slide? Slip and slide. I was thinking about it. Oh, man, one. I was shitting myself as to what it was going to do to my lawn. Like, <laughs> you're like, I can't put that there. I'm not, the I'm not doing this. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want it on your lawn? No. No way. That's what happens. Now, yeah, I got concrete in front of my house. You want to put a wet banana? Go right ahead. Have fun. <laughs> That's crazy. I can see Bundus being right into that world too. Because you you know, you're not like uh you're around on weekends. You're not always going camping or doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a nice little hobby. It's a hobby, you know, like anything. I mean, I'm like that with my car. I'm like that with my condo. I can only imagine that uh, my front property, my my lawn, my backyard would be the same. Like I would take, I would be meticulous with. Yeah, it. Yeah, you take pride in the stuff you own, and your house is no different than that. Hmm. Wow. Get that lawn more. Why am I not surprised that you were neurotic about your lawn? Well, because I t- honestly like Bundus. I take pride in the things <laughs> that I own. And the mm-hmm. things that I own, I want to look after them. It's why, like, when you buy a car off me that I've owned for 10 years, it looks almost like it did when I bought it. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why when I sold my first two houses, I did it myself, and I didn't have to worry about, like, staging and stuff. 
Did you stage it? No. Well, we cleaned up a bit and got yeah. rid of some pictures, but we had our own furniture in there. Yeah. I sold two houses myself using Calm Free. It's like a, it was super easy. Mm-hmm. Both houses. Is Calm Free still around? It is, but uh, you don't see it in Toronto as much. You, right. It's more like a. I don't know why. I think the agents. Oh, the agents want to bully you. you into not using it. Yes, they do. But they... if I was selling my house and I had time to sell it, I would try and do it myself first. What, how hard is it to sell a house these days with the market the way it is? Buying, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to definitely get an agent. But yeah. if your house is in great shape and you have good furniture and it doesn't need staging and it doesn't need a lot of work, mm-hmm. why not uh, try and sell it yourself? And by the way, when I sold my house, I in every case, I agreed to pay the commission for any agent that brought somebody to my place and if they bought it. Right. I would pay their full of commission. Of course, of course. I just was doing the selling work myself. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend who tried to sell their place on Calm Free in Toronto and nobody came to any of the showings. Yeah, well, maybe they did it in a way that uh, they weren't willing to work with buying agents. You maybe, have to be willing maybe. to work with buying agents. Yeah. And and when you're on MLS and people see that listing, you know, I mean, I bet you a lot of agents end up going to see houses that were found by people f- discovering a house on Calm Free. You 100%. know what I mean? 100%. I find all my own places and send them to my agent and say, I want to go see this place, this place, and this place. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I don't exactly. know whether you're dealing with a realtor or not, but mm. that lawn better look good. Lawn better look good. <laughs> well, thanks for checking out this podcast. Back to some Silk Sonic. I feel like my collar should be a little longer when I listen to this song. And your pants a bit wider, man, down at the bottom. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.